The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Ready? And now we're back. But we're starting. We just started. <laughs> over. Great to have you as my co-host. And if Love people want to know, hey, and Jake the Mighty Ginger, leave in the yelling. Because I'm I'm not stressed. I just gotta this is the thing. Is that, <laughs> I don't think this is how we do our show every day, Jens uh, Jens Bulver. <laughs> Uh, little Jimmy Bird is out somewhere. He's 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 got some business. You are my co-host, and normally I got my fucking laptop working, but yeah. I forgot to plug it in, or I got unplugged somehow, so it was dead. I tried to plug it in. It's it's not. It doesn't have enough juice to get going. So I'm doing this through my phone, and we had a bit of a uh, technical difficulties. I would say at the least, no. Yeah, there was a little bit. It was it was quite comedy to to watch you set everything up right there. I have to tell you this. Okay, <laughs> we have the great Javier Mendez in the um in the in the waiting room. We're gonna bring him right in. But I'm so happy to have you here. And thank goodness I feel comfortable, right? I've been around you long enough and I know you long enough. Yes, sir. Well, you since 2001. Uh that I feel comfortable. So I don't get embarrassed. Right? I don't get embarrassed. I get a little, I get nervous because I don't, I don't want to drop the ball. You know what it is? When no, I do the other streams, I'm good. No. I get a little nervous. I'm like, all right, I got, I was no. all attentive. Matt, I was sitting here for 30 minutes waiting. Just like sitting here, oh, waiting in my chair, just waiting to join. I had my link ready to go. I was fired up. <laughs> I, I, I'm personally, I'm embarrassed with me and my, I, I was so bad te- with my, uh, just technically, I'm so bad with my computer and, and my Zoom. But as far as letting anybody down in chemistry, Jess Pulver, I wish you were here. I'll give you a big hug. We're hey, all I'll give you a hug, too. As long as it didn't Rick, convert into good. a takedown to an arm bar and all that, we're good. I'll hug you. Listen to me. I I, <laughs> I, I just I, I haven't seen you in person for so long. I hope that changes soon. But let's bring – I want to hear – now, Javier Mendez, obviously, he's cornering, he's cornering Islam Makachev, who's fighting uh, Charles Oliveira. Stylistically, a fantastic, amazing fight. I want to let's bring Javier in and uh, I, I got a lot of questions for him and I'm sure you do as well. Let's party, Jens. I'm in. I'm 100% in. I can't wait to hear this. 
This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Love Hemp. They're the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge, but we all strive to live it to the fullest. Love Hemp is one of the leading CBD brands loved and trusted by professional athletes worldwide with a multi-award winning range, over 40 CBD products, including oils, edibles, capsules, and skincare, all of which are designed to fit seamlessly into your daily routine and support optimal health, wellness, and recovery. Whatever challenges you might be facing, Love Hemp is always in your corner. Love Hemp love life available across europe via lovehemp.com coming soon to the u.s hey jay i know you don't want to interrupt are you are we working on javier is he here i'm looking at him you're looking at javier i can see him yeah well you got a phone so i can see him i, I can't see hear him but i can, I can see it's the great javier mendez i'm just sitting here quietly just i'm okay, looking hold at on. Him. i'm sitting here, i do not see javier this is the effing problem with my technology javier have you been here the whole time yeah i've been here now i see you <laughs> especially when you say start without him. holy shit man i'm trying to buy time thinking you're going in it's a disaster right over here. Javier. What do you mean by time? You said start without him. I heard you. Start without who? <laughs> no. Start without not. me. I heard you. No. You heard that whole shit? I was not listening to you guys chat. This, listen, this is why my producer's going to get hey, fucking. The good thing about you, the good thing about you is you're such an honest guy. I, I love you. If you said some bullshit, you would say some bullshit to my face. I love that. that there was never <laughs> bullshit. I like I know. Sport. I like to start without the guest in, and normally I see everything, and normally he lets me know when he brings you in. But anyway, I'm having technical difficulties, my friend. I didn't have my. Did you hear what I didn't have my laptop plugged in? Did you hear all that? Yes. Oh, you're out. <laughs> Thank God I like Javier, and I fucking and I and you son of a bitch. You gotta let me know when the guest is here, mother ever. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> You'd like to know, right? I'd like to know if I'm being heard. I'm, and, and, and I'm gonna fucking my producer's gonna get his balls busted after the show. But anyway, it's part of my fault that I didn't have a shit like this. Let's get to the damn fight, Javier. Good to see you, and I only see you when you talk. So, with my, yeah. my so Javier, how are we good feeling? To be on. This how's Abu Dhabi? It's not your first time there, obviously. No, no, no. This is my fifth time here. And I'm fifth so shocked. Yeah. No, it's, so it's fantastic. We get great treatment over here. <laughs> I'm so shocked, Javier. I believe I was there at the same time as you on Fight Island several times. So there you go with that question. Yeah. But I love it there. Isn't it comfortable? Isn't it like Longo's bringing his wife this time? Is he? Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's bringing his wife. He goes, ah, he goes, it's now or never. He goes, what am, I, what am I doing this? He goes, I'm doing this for the title fight. So, yeah, my exciting. wife came the first time. Oh, oh came, really? 2019, yes. First time I was here, she came. It's not what people think. Because when people talk to you and you go, I'm going to uh, Abu Dhabi, they go, hey, you know, uh, be careful. They go, no, you, they think you're in like, they don't understand what it is. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think they understand. They think Middle East, they think that, I don't know what they think. But Abu Dhabi. Safest country in the world, bro. Safest country in the world. You feel so safe around there. Oh, yeah. If I had the most beautiful daughter in the world, I'd let her go out whatever time she want to go out because I know she's safe over here, oh, and I'm not joking. Oh, no. 
It's true. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And the people are so nice. But now let's talk about this fight because this fight's so intriguing. Now, I know you always, when it comes down to, to Islam uh, versus Charles, I know you always talk about father's plan. Now, we know what father's plan is. That's take him to the ground and smash him, basically. It's more to that. But in a nutshell, that is father's plan, right? You don't want him to sit there and strike. No. <laughs> That's not quite father's plan. That's maybe for Habib, it's father's plan. But every fighter has a different father's plan in them. And uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, but father's plan, everybody thinks is take him to the ground because that's what Habib's an expert at. But that's yeah. not that's not what father's uh, mentality was all about. Habib's father was a genius, and he had a certain way about him where he he picked out certain things about somebody, and he was able to utilize that strength and have them fight properly to the best of their ability. So, so uh, that's more or less father's plan. It isn't taking to the ground. No. <laughs> no. When, but now, when when. when with Islam, th this is what really is intriguing for me, is every time Charles gets hurt, his defense mechanism is, all right, come play with me down here to my, my world. And nobody is really playing with him down here. People point out Kevin Lee. Oh, well, Kevin Lee survived. Kevin Lee did well down there. I don't, I don't agree. I think Kevin Lee was fighting for his life down there, I think, when I seen him in, uh, rap, grappling with him. I, I thought it was a slow death. But there is guys like Paul Felder and... Uh, who else? Well, Paul Felder comes to mind right away. Where they 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 power through those submissions and end up working them over. Are you sleeping on on the jujitsu? I mean, are we? I know we I know we have the t-shirts that's Sambo. If it was easy, it'd be called jujitsu. But <laughs> man, well, you know what I mean? What? Where's Am I sleeping on jujitsu? Absolutely not. <laughs> That'd be the stupidest thing ever to sleep on jujitsu because jujitsu will put you to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. no, not sleeping on jujitsu, not, not sleeping on his stand-up, uh, not sleeping on his warrior heart, his champion heart, not sleeping on anything this guy has because you get caught sleeping on any one thing that Charles Oliveras has, you're, you're basically going to do that. You're going to go to sleep. He's a great fighter for a reason. He, he's, uh, he's got 11 wins for a reason. He's come back from adversity, what, three, four times for a reason. He's got a great yeah. heart, great chin, great courage. Not a great chin, because if he had a great chin, he wouldn't get dropped so much. But he's got great, great, uh, you know, mental fortitude. I mean, that guy... He's a beast, man. And, and, you know, Islam is also, and people don't uh, give him, I think the odds makers say, yes, Islam's the favorite. So I can't say they don't give him that credit, but I think some people will be surprised how good Islam truly is. You know what I find interesting? And when people always say, oh, well, you can't teach heart. If there's quitting somebody, you could get it out of them. And there's that, there's those sayings that a lot of times hold, hold true. But then there's the examples or an example of Charles Oliveira where you've seen in the past or people seen that he, he's been broken or maybe he quit or he, there was a way out and he took it. I, I, I'm not saying I'm saying this. I'm saying if you look at his fights with all his losses, look at how he lost. But then something, it's like, it's like a different guy now. So what do you attribute that to? Is, is it him having a... It, what could that be? Because they say you can't teach hard if he's quitting you. Trusting Gaethje, I remember saying, you know, he's you know he's quit before. You'll see. I'll make him do it again. But mm. not, he wouldn't. He got fucking. You know what I mean? What 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 changed there? Have you as you seen as a coach there, Javier? 
I don't really know because I, you know, I don't coach him, but I can definitely tell you, uh, you know, you're sleeping on him. If you think you're going to break him, uh, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to break him. I, I think you have to endure five hard grueling rounds because this guy is, like I said, he's a champion for a reason. And, and he's come back from adversity. I mean, what the last four fights, he's come back from adversity three times, right? Am I correct on that? Or, or am I mistaken? Oh, yeah. Yes. Where it was almost stopped yeah. in the direction. That's scary. Yeah. 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 So, 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 you know, the answer, I don't know the answer. I just know that this guy, he wants to be a champion and he is a champion and we have to be prepared for that. And, but the one thing that, you know, you're kind of saying is that nobody wants to play jujitsu with him, you know, and if we play pure jujitsu with him, I don't think we're going to, be on the top end of that one because just pure jujitsu. But now you add MMA to the mix with Sambo to the mix. You add the mixture of everything, then okay, we'll play. But pure jujitsu, no, we're not going to play jujitsu. We're going to play yeah. MMA. There's a great Carlson Gracie quote. Um, you know, the, I'm sure you've heard it. You get a black belt, you punch him in the face, he becomes a brown belt. You get a brown, you punch him again, he becomes a purple belt. So you know what I mean? So uh, I get what you're saying. You don't have to match him in pure submission grappling it's not a metamorphosis it's not a ebi it's not a submission grappling tournament it's it's how you you could use your grappling in, in a in a fight in and in a cage you know, you know what i mean yeah. I, I, I got you you know yeah if, well we if, all know we all know that without jujitsu you know and then this is my honest opinion without jujitsu uh you know you wouldn't be able to dominate a pure jujitsu stylist without knowing what they have you wouldn't I mean, it's been proven before from the, the very beginning that if you don't have a good knowledge of jiu-jitsu, guess what? You're going to lose to that style. And it has proven come from the beginning, as you know. But now everybody knows that they need to know jiu-jitsu. So now it's not a matter of the jiu-jitsu. It's a matter of the all-around athlete. How well is, you know, how well is the, the Catalan guy? How, how well can he do this? How well can he do the 100? How well can he do the, the long jump, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera? How long can he do the mile? So now it's a matter of all, all disciplines. How well can he do them all? Put them all together, you know? And that's what we have now. We don't have... Now the guy that runs a hundred yard dash and he's the best ever and he's gonna kill everybody. No, it's <laughs> you gotta have other styles. Chance, you have something to I was gonna to say, say. <laughs> well, that was the one thing, right? Is because the one it's always about is he gonna go, is Makachev gonna go to the ground with you know with, with Oliveira? And that was my question. I don't think I think Makachev can go wherever he wants to. You know, I mean he's gotta stick to his game plan. And it was kind of what Matt was saying. He's not gonna do jits with him, so to speak, but he knows the situation he's gotta get in and get out of, right? So that's the one thing. Is he working on is Makachev working on the stand-up to get into those clinches, to get into the positions where he's more on top, or you know what I mean? Is he, I got to stay away from the ground as much as possible. That can't be going through his mind right now. Absolutely not. You're 100% correct, Jens. It's basically the, the avenue is, Islam is so well-rounded that, that listen, if we want to stand, we'll stand. If we want to go to the ground, we'll go to the ground. But I can tell you this, we're going to dictate meaning Islam is going to dictate where that fight's going. Right. We're going to decide where that fight is going to go. Now, do we see too much of a danger when we take him down? Not if we take him down, when we take him down, do we see too much of a danger? If we do, then maybe we say we'll keep it stand up. It's hard to say right now where we're going to be comfortable 
but I can tell you we're going to control where it goes unless something happens. It always does. I mean, it's happened before. If you get knocked out, <laughs> hey, there's zero to your credibility, which could happen. I'm not saying yep. it can't because it happened before. So obviously, and Charles has that kind of power and the skill set to be able to do that. You know, I'm banking on that he's not going to be able to do that, but he can. He definitely can. And he definitely is coming in with the intention. If you take me to the ground, so what? I don't care. I'm going to submit you. And he very well could, you know, stand up. Same thing. I'm going to knock you out. Same thing. He's that confident in his ability on the ground and the stand up. The only thing Charles is not comfortable is if he had to take Islam down. That's where he's going to go, okay, hold on a minute here. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Well, and I love that. And that's that again, it comes back to that that top position. Is it one of those things working with Makachev? I can imagine it. And I always bring back like a Matt Hughes, you know, or something like that, because you just don't get used to that kind of strength until you get in there and you mess with it. And Makachev comes across that he has got that power. I mean, just a ridiculous power, like a pressure. When they get on top of you and they just pressure down and smother you. And that'll be something again on the ground, you know, is he's that strong isn't he when he's in that top position he's, he's, yeah he's that strong and he's that technical though he's very technical and remember he's a two-time sambo world champion too. very good at being yeah. heavy right very good at being yeah. heavy in those positions very good at being heavy but very technical also in advancing always making sure your your hands are trapped making sure your legs are trapped oh. i mean he's immobilizing you at the same time so this is not one of those i'm gonna just gonna hold you no he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pin your arms he's gonna do this gonna do that and then to the point where you know you're not gonna have any freedom he's gonna rain punches on you no he's gonna do everything he can to immobilize Charles. But, you know, as you know, Charles is such a great jiu-jitsu. Yeah. For MMA, he's got probably one of the best jiu-jitsu games in, in the lightweight division. You know, I, I can definitely say that. You know, but again, you know, we have we have things that we can counter with that. And the Islam Makhachev has that ability. I want to ask about <laughs> addition to your, your, your teaching staff. The great, the eagle. Habib as a coach. Now that's some fighters can't be coaches. They it just doesn't or they don't want to be coaches or it's not in their DNA. Other fighters it it it, it works for them. It works very well for them. How is Habib as a coach? It, he's fairly new. I mean, I guess he, I don't know if he's been doing it the whole time on the side, but as far as doing it more full time He's, uh, you know, like I always say, he's been coaching forever. He, when he was fighting, he was coaching. He'd be sparring, yeah. doing these five rounds, and all of a sudden he'd be sitting there with us coaching the guys. You know, he's been doing that forever. He, his father had trained him from su such a young age to take the responsibility over as a fighter, as a coach, and he's taken over his father, father's footsteps. And, uh, you know, he's learned from me. He's learned from his father and mostly his father. You know, but to me, he's on track, in my opinion, because of his age, what he's doing, the, the camp I see, the fighters he has, he's on track to being the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. You know, I see it. You know, I see I see the writing on the wall and and I and I'm I'm hoping I see that day when he does become that, you know, the greatest coach of all time. I see that happening for him. He's that good. That's impressive. Now it is now I we don't I don't I'm, as a coach myself, I never like looked past what's going on in the next fight. And I I never asked you about who's next. But when it's all said and done, Islam, like you as his coach, could we could we be looking at one of the like the next big thing? Like the he could be one of the goats. I mean, I mean, he's still he doesn't look like he has a shelf life where it's like Habib had like a number, he had something he wanted to get in and whatever it was. Yeah. But 
you know, it's a little, he already has the loss, one loss out of the way. We don't have to worry about that. So it's like, yeah. you know, I don't want to think like that, but, you know, you know, I mean, what, what are we looking at here? What are you looking at as a coach when you look at him? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and I don't know this because I haven't talked to him about it. You're talking to me about it. So, so let me go what I'm thinking. Okay. Not, not what I know, what I'm thinking. So I'm wanna... thinking, yeah, he's 31 years old. I'm thinking he wants to make a good little, little legacy for himself make good payday to support his family and everything. I'm thinking he's going to stick around three to four years if, if he's successful, like I'm hoping, you know, uh, and anything could happen, but, I, but I'm hoping he's around three or four years, you know, so he'll be 34, 35 in that general area before he probably would think about retirement. That's what I'm thinking based upon being around him all the time. And you yourself, if you're around Habib, you hear his talking about the, the older you get at the time, the shelf life, the whole bit and he doesn't see the same fighter at 35 that he did at 31 or 32 you know he sees a little bit less of a fighter and it's all true but in that case because of that way of the mentality he has i would think that uh, islam and the vast majority of the guys 35 is a little older for them and i would think that they're going to start looking to step up you know it's funny you said that as far as with the like with a, with a fighter's shelf life I used to start, I mean, I didn't really start relying on my strikes until the end of my career. One, because I didn't have the time clocked in and sparring compared to my grappling. And two, the grappling's exhausting. Even when you're in shape, it is exhausting. And the, the older you get, the worse you're to wear with the grappling wear, whereas with the striking, it's not that it's not tiring. But you know you could end it with, if you land that right strike. You know what I mean? It's almost like taking more of a gamble. And it, and it is, I'm going to say it's less exhausting than the up and down of the grappling. So you kind of like, I don't know, unless they want to end up becoming a different type fighter towards the end of their career, it's smart. You know what I mean? To maybe know when, when you start, your, when you're physically not the same as far as with the, with putting your foot on the gas with those type of, type of takedowns, you know, maybe it's, it's smart to exit the game. Yeah, well, you know, also, too, you got to understand when you're talking about yourself, you see, you have the it factor, the it factors, you have power. When you have that kind of power, you don't have to be a great striker. You just have to have what you got. You have the it factor. This one doesn't have the it factor, bro. So that being the case, he doesn't yeah. have that that luxury that you would have. So the older you're getting, you go because, you know, the last thing that's going to leave you is that power. Yeah. So for you. You're always going to be in there. And the more you get engaged in, in, in confrontations in the stand-up, the more comfortable you're going to feel because you got the it factor. Once that it factor goes, guess what? <laughs> you're going to say, hey, man, get me out of here. I don't want that. Or if somebody could take that it Well, the thing is this. At 35, literally 35, Frank Trigg couldn't take that it factor. But at fucking same 36 – Fucking Chris Lytle took the it factor and gave it back to me. So I got you. You can't rely on just the fucking, on just heavy hands. That's fucking great. Well, uh, the one thing, if I may really quick, is that about the striking, how fluid is Islam getting in his striking? The combination and stuff, or is he just, you know, we throw the big bolo shots to get the, just to close the distance, but is he getting comfortable with it? Has he been working on those hands? And I mean, you're the man to ask. I mean, how comfortable is he with his striking combos and putting things together upstairs downstairs throwing the kicks and everything like that 
Yeah, extremely comfortable with him on every area. That's why, you know, I know people blast me for it, but I but I say that as a lightweight, and I say lightweight. I don't I don't not saying all weights. He's the most well rounded fighter okay. that I that I can call in the lightweight history. In lightweight, so that people go, oh, you know, la, la, la. Go, yeah. If you want me to name all the other great ones that I think are great <laughs> all around, Demetri. I might say Mighty Mouse might be the greatest of all time, all around, in my opinion. You know, and John yeah. Jones is another one. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of them, but I just use the lightweight, and I'm not saying the greatest because I say well-rounded. Okay, he can do it all, and Islam Makachev has the whole package. He can do it wow. all. So we're able to go with him. Like for instance, uh, his his last uh, last fight when he fought at the apex. Okay. We were going out there. We were going to do stand up. We're going to play the whole stand up game. And I kid you guys not while we were going out, I looked at his opponent and I said, Hey, Habib, you know what? Let's change the game plan. Let's just take this guy down. He, he's, he does not that. He doesn't look that big compared to, to Islam. Let's change the game plan. He, goes, he looked at me, he goes, I think you're right, coach. You tell <laughs> Islam as we're walking out, change the game plan, take his ass down. Guess what happened? Took him down. There you go. Finish. Because See, why? Because he's that good. I was say because he can, right? Because he can. And for yes, you to make a change like that, that says volumes about the kind of fighter you have in Makachev. Hey, by the yes. way, whoop, whoop, we're going to throw an audible in here. Go ahead and just smash him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. I, I love his timing on his takedowns. And I'm a big Kimura fan, so when I see that, I get I go through the roof. I get nuts. Uh, let, let me ask you, uh, Javier, only because it's, it's been on my mind lately, and I do not believe uh, enough people talk about it. And it's a uh, it's a it's it's just a terrible situation. And I don't want to bring you down because I'm a positive guy, but the great Cain Velasquez is it, what is there anything breaking on him, and is there any way we could help? Um, you know, it's, it sucks that he's in California and Northern California because any other state, they would give him a medal for what he did. You know, uh, it's just, we're in a state where they're out to crucify him, to be honest with you. And, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I haven't been home, so I haven't really got too much news on what's going on with him, but, but, uh, you know, what he did, I think any one of us, you know, being that we love our children, would do the same thing, if not more. You know, and uh, it's unfortunate that that this has gone out. They're they're using him, in my opinion, as a trophy. You know, these guys are using him as a trophy. He's big profile, so these these prosecutors are doing something that I feel they shouldn't be doing. You know, because the vast majority of the people are for him. The people that are in the jail watching him, I see him on the street, buddy, and they're telling me we don't we don't agree with what's going on. They don't agree. The vast majority of the people, I have not met anybody that's, that I've met in person that tells me, oh, no, he belongs there. They're all saying the same thing. That guy don't belong in there. I'd it, do the it, same thing if it was my kid. It, it feels like like it's almost like we're in an upside-down, backwards world lately with a lot of things. When you see, when you look on the news, and I, right here in New York City, you see the people, they can't get charged for under, what is it, like nine, eight, 850 or $900, whatever it is. So they just go into CVSs with bags, and they're just emptying the things and walking out. No, nobody's stopping. It's just, it's not the same thing, but people, they get arrested, and they're out the same day, no bail. It's crazy. It, it's just, it's like, it doesn't seem, yeah. it's just backwards you know and it's big in california and new york oh i think it froze right there. Oh, there yeah. yeah yeah it's depressing man i don't want yeah, to bring you it down a little bit yeah oh sorry i just thought i made it so no, dramatic. it's okay we're, we're having a deal 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been, hold on, I'm sorry. I was saying, you've been out there speaking of just the way that it's connection and stuff. Are you out there? So the fight is actually in two weeks. So you guys are getting, you're kind of getting an early jump. You got me all fired up. I'm thinking, wait a second. Are we fighting this weekend? I was like, Makachev, it ain't this weekend. But so is that one thing you're out there for a couple of weeks, getting, just getting acclimated, Mr. Mendez? Or is that more than a couple of weeks, buddy? We, How long have you been out there? I've been here since, uh, I've been here since September 2nd. They got here what? September 16th. So, Wait, so, okay, no, we, hold on. All right, so you've been out there this entire, the whole camp is there. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, the whole camp is there, yes. Oh, I love it. That's so small. Hey, listen, as a fighter, I remember I'd go two weeks early to Las Vegas because I felt the difference with that altitude. No shit. I'd, I'd be exhausted. I'd be going, I'm not in shape, and i get acclimated. So when you're traveling to Abu Dhabi, no matter, to get there, the earlier, the better, I feel. I mean, that's just. I agree. I I agree. Um, agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. You're 100 percent correct. Go ahead, Jens. Oh, the other thing I'm just going to ask really quick. I have all these questions, so I don't want to. I don't want to do too much. But now, what was the fear? Now, has uh, Oliveira shown up or yet? Were we worried about him not? You know, I mean, I heard that too. Makachev was already getting ready. We didn't know if Oliveira was going to make it on time or anything like that. Was that? Has he? Is Makachev just focused, calm, and and kind of relaxed from that scenario, or he's like, it is what it is. He, you know, his attitude is, you know, it's not Oliveris, it's the title, you know, and let's face it, if, if he's not fighting Oliveris, he's going to fight somebody else for the title. So okay. his attitude is, I want to fight for the title. It's okay. nothing personal against anybody. We just want the title. And, and, and because Oliveris is not the champion anymore because of the stupid circumstances that, you know, happened to him. He, he can easily change to somebody else, like what happened with Habib, but Alaquita, yeah. you know, yes. yeah, this person that person so we can run into the same scenario you know the most important thing and only important thing is the title that's it it's the title that's number one as you know jens you're a champion you know what's important it's not not the opponent the title yeah yeah, 100%. That's what I'm saying. I know that he's waiting on this person, but for him, it doesn't matter who it is, right? The reality, especially when you can change him, it, it, like as he's walking out to the fight, hey, we're going to just take this guy to the ground. So that's what I was getting back to is he's so, I mean, to have a fighter like that, just big old mold of clay that you can just, oh, guess what? Today, you're this kind of fighter. I love hearing that about him because I heard, you know, you hear a little thing about that if, if that fight didn't show up or if Oliveira was going to have issues getting in there or whatever it was, but he just wants to belt that's all that matters he'll fight anybody in front of him i love it correct correct yeah and, and that's correct and see you fully understand it you're because you're a fighter and, you, and you're a great fighter so you know you know when you have a fighter that you can it doesn't matter who he fights okay yeah. now there's your we can tell you right then and there we can change round by round minute by minute second <laughs> by second we can tell you what to do when you can do that with the fighter that's why I'm so bold in what I say about how well-rounded he is. Again, remember, being well-rounded doesn't mean you're the best ever. Just means yep. that you're good everywhere. And he can definitely, and he can perform. And it's like I said, that's the one thing I think that a lot of people will start to know as we get to know Islam more, right, is exactly, like you said, what you just said, it's just so clutch that he can change things up. And that's why I keep kind of talking about the stand-up side of it and, you know, and what he's going to do. And I'm just excited to see him fight and just get out there and how he's going to own this fight. You know what I mean? How he's going to take over this fight and make it his. I'm excited. And, and Javier. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, now, in, in the gym, in AKA, you got future prospects. I mean, how's it look? I know you got so much time with 
you got so much on your plate. Is there a little? Is there a B team coming up, or what do we got going on? Yes, there there's the B team, but but uh, you know when the COVID thing situation happened, I I became more the head coach for Team Habib. So yeah. so I made a deal with Habib wherever wherever Team Habib goes and he wants me to go, I'm going. So that's why I'm here in Abu Dhabi and I'm not at home. But you know. In all fairness, I have a great jiu-jitsu coach and a great MMA coach in Ron Kessler, who, who's the head coach at AKA. He's taking over, and he he's incredible. He is unfreaking believable. He's a great coach, great mind, and, and he has a lot of experience. Being that he was one of our fighters growing up, and and now he's he's the head coach, head jiu-jitsu coach, and and he's making all the right decisions. And I'm very comfortable and confident in him. And uh, yes, we're developing a B team right now. The majority of the team. Team, the AA team is Habib. And there are some guys that I have over there, like Kyle Crutchmer and a few other the top guys that are pretty good, you know. But but uh, the A team is really Habib's team right now. But yeah. AKA has some very good fighters. Well, shoot, man. You've been doing something right for years, buddy. Ever since you cornered against me with BJ Penn, you've been doing something right. <laughs> you've been doing something right. It's good over there at AKA. I love what you're doing. And listen. Before we let you go, because you've been very patient, I don't know how long you've been listening. Back in the day, there was a fighter, Javier Vasquez, I was supposed to fight, jiu-jitsu guy. So when I when I when I didn't see yeah. you, oh Javier's on Javier Mendez. Like, wait, Javier Mendez, that's the that's the coach, right? Because I always would fuck around with the name Vasquez and Mendez. You know what I mean? That's Javier, I only know a couple of hours. You and Javier Vasquez. I'm just explaining. So I'm like, oh, the coach, right? I, I of course I know you. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I just, I just didn't know how long you were listening. And I hope it wasn't weird. No, I didn't hear that part. All I heard is start without him. <laughs> I know. Javier uh, Mendez, the coach, right? Because I, I, I confuse it. But listen, man, I'm so excited. The fight is a week from this Saturday. It's on the 22nd. I believe it's on a special time. I will tell that when it's close. We'll be airing the times. I believe it's on in the afternoon here. You know, yeah, it's yeah, we'll be we'll be broadcasting that. But hey, dude, you're always so patient. I always love to see you when I see you. And all our best in this fight. All right, coach. Thanks, guys. Have a drink with Longo out there. <laughs> <laughs> I would talk with him. I love that guy. I want a picture of you guys by the pool. The two cars. <laughs> no, no, no. If you get me by the pool, it ain't gonna be with my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, it ain't happening. He will. Oh, man, I love it. Problem. Will, he has no shame. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
is always fun. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's uh, ironically, that's one of the first times I've actually got to sit there and just kind of talk to him, listen to him. I mean, I know back in the day, like you said, the whole BJ Penn and everything like that. I had to, you know, that's kind of how I've known Javier. And it was, yeah, it was cool to talk to him. I like, I, I'm excited for Makachev because I know we talk a lot about him, Mr. Sarah. I know this, but there's just so much writing on. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, right? There's just so much writing on this on this kid. He's the new, the Khabib 2.0 or two, 3.5 or whatever you want to call it. You know, what do you think when it comes to with that? He, there's a lot of pressure on him, but I like hearing that he's he's riding it. He's enjoying it. He seems to be kind of fired up with it. I want to see how they match up on the feet and how he feels on the feet. He's going to take him down. Islam will take him down, and I don't think Charles is really going to fight it. Now Charles. He's not really, he's taking down some people, but when he got Justin Gage, he got him hurt. He yeah. got him hurt. With well, that's what I mean. He, and that's in his back and he took it. He doesn't yeah. have to get your back to the floor. He just has to see your back and he's on it. You understand? Well, that's, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary when you, and that's the problem. When you start striking, you're just one punch away from something happening. And as fast as he can jump up on there and snatch that neck, snatch that, like you said, he could be anywhere and snatch up that neck. That's the, that's the one thing that, oof, you know, you get a little, you yeah. get a little, when you're, if you're rooting for a Makachev, it's like, how are you going to close that distance? And you know what I mean? And not get, cracked in the process if that makes sense listen to hurt somebody you gotta be there to get hurt you know what i mean it's 100 percent. so 100%. charles looked like he accepts that he accepted he made he made a decision that it's going to be a do or die type of thing you see it in his in his in his demeanor when he's playing with his mouthpiece and he's chewing on it and he's and he's making this thing with his joint he's going out there and he's fucking front kicking and he's throwing those fucking one twos down the middle and those left hooks and he's just fucking accurate and nasty. I'll tell you, well, I'm, I was say I'll tell you what you nailed it though when it came to he he's a different person now the, yeah. the world you know this world champion well you know I don't believe that but still world champion Oliveira has. He has stepped up, but it's like, I don't know what it is. Like he's come out of his cocoon. He's come out. He's just, you know what I mean? He is just, he's lethal. He's enjoying it. I don't know. Was that, was that the thing that he was missing? Uh, uh, something, it has to be something mental because he always possessed the, uh, the abilities, you know? Yeah. He always had abilities. He's shown it in prior fights, but uh, he's got more of a do or die attitude and he's more of just a fucking lion in there. You know, hesitation. He just cracks. He just cracks. He doesn't hesitate. He just he just doesn't care where it goes, and he tries to hurt you everywhere. Now, what do you think of uh, what do you think of uh, Aljo versus Dillashaw? Now, right when I think that, I think of, of a wrestling match. But again, you look at the movements of Mister Dillashaw, right? The way that he moves around. Obviously, Ludwig's got him fired up. But the way that Aljo made adjustments against Piotr Jan. It's scary. I'm kind of curious about the game plan that you all have that that is that you all have for Dillashaw because the way that he shut down Piotr, I got I've got no words. It was it was quite impressive. Even with just a half level switch, boom, had him jumping and flinching, and the way he took Piotr Jan out of his game, which is never it, that doesn't happen, Matt. That doesn't yeah. happen. You don't take Piotr out of his game, and Aljo ruined the game. Made him like he was he was slipping and sliding, like he was on a, he was on a slip and slide. It was something. 
So I'm curious how he's going to do this with uh, Dillashaw. I think Dillashaw's going to get strangled, but, you know, I'm biased, you know. Well, you got to be biased, but at the same token, you know, I mean, th- there's a lot of movements and stuff that, you know, TJ will do. Ludwig has, he moves around a lot. You know, he had that Dominique Cruz-esque type of movements and stuff, but. Because that like, looking in the, hey, like, looking at high. <laughs> What's he looking at? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but but I don't see Al Jermaine really falling for it. You know, I wants to move. Let him move. Let him move. No. Gotta, well, what do you think about speak, speaking of Piotr? What do you think about him and O'Malley? What do you think about O'Malley? I like O'Malley a lot. I think yeah. he's accurate. I think he's very accurate. I love his little look away, fucking coming back with the, with the rolling punch. It's fucking nice, man. He, he's just very accurate. I don't know, man. PB is like a piece of iron, though. So that's going to be that. That in the MMA the version, I can see an MMA version of Hagler versus Hearns. You know oh, what I mean? There he is. Yeah, the way his hands are always up, he's in perfect position. I always look at, and then he fought Sandhagen. So he's had that. He's fought somebody with the reach, right? With the range. So yeah, looks good. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a jump up in competition. Well, listen, O'Malley's fought some tough competition, but this, you know. Pedion is the former champion. So oh, you're going, it, you're going right to the, you're rocketing to the top. This will be, oh, this will be, he knows how huge this will be. So everybody <laughs> playing around with his hair and he's got, he's smoking joints and this and that, but he's, I believe he's doing the right thing in training him and that guy, Pete Welch, they got the right thing going on. I believe it's Pete Welch. So I hope I got his name right. Yeah. Make sure yeah. You're right, Jake, please. But uh, yeah, uh, Tim Welch, I think it's Tim Welch. I'm sorry. I said Pete Wells. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm an idiot. I got listen. I got no notes. It happens. Well, you got to have the notes. Yeah. We, we got so much up in here in the tank, right? So much up here that it's it's hard to. Yeah, I get jumbled. I made a mistake the other day. Had chat just jumping all over me on the on the UFC stream, and um, Tim Red Hawk Welch is what it is. Tim Welch. Uh, but Tim I Welch. said the same thing. It's like I was getting confused with Khabib and and having the belt, and we were watching the old member Connor and Khabib when they finally yeah. had their when they finally had their fight, and I, to me it was more like an interim belt but it, it was and i had made the mistake khabib was the champ but i was like well you know i i know al took it on short notice and you know and stuff like that so it, it lost it but i had so much going on in my brain i was like ah i don't remember the belt but you know can't make no apologies for that shit it's, it's a lot there's a lot in there but you want to speak of a lot though here's a question is it ever gonna are we ever gonna get past it but figueredo and moreno in 283 for the fourth time, Mr. Sarah. For the fourth time. How many times are they going to fight? Mr. Sarah is my father's name. It's out of love and respect. And, and a little bit of humor is why I'm calling him Mr. Sarah right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll watch that fight anytime they fight. They can fight five, six times. I don't give a shit. Because you know it's going to be an entertaining fight. It's not like it's going to be a fucking Ken Shamrock, Dan Severin 2 or some shit. I don't it's going to be nuts, but it's like, it's almost like they, it's, it's, as they sit there and fight, you think to yourself, what improvements are they going to make this time? Like, here we go. We're basically we're doing round 16, 17, 18. What kind of adjustments will we made this time around by each fighter? It'll be fun to watch. Hey, and Brandon needs more Legos. Let him, let him get some. <laughs> now, listen, all we saw to talk about, but let me just talk. Let's, let me talk a lot of MMA. Let me just, let's talk about ourselves for two seconds. All right. Yeah. How are you doing, my friend? Talking about first of all, right now on UFC Unfiltered Live, 
Take that fucking hat off. I know what you're hiding. I Jez Bova, look at me. Oh, I know what the fuck you're hiding. I'm on your Instagram. Yeah, it, I'm on it. And let me see. Is this a midlife huh? crisis? What is? No, it's not. Head? Look at it. Let, Don't no. do that, sir. Hey, gotta let it whip. You gotta let it whip. <laughs> no, this is dying? my. Are you dyeing your hair? No, this is no. You can you can't see the graves in there. There's okay, that's gray. all over the place. Right. So you if I'm dying, I'm doing a bad job, huh? You mullet. I have a mullet. This is what my this is my COVID mullet. Two questions. All right. One is whose idea was it? Wait. And two, <laughs> what does the wife think of it? Um, I don't know if she she doesn't hate it. She doesn't hate it. it it's kind of. It's just become its own thing. But I had, when I had, I caught COVID, I think it was in November, Thanksgiving. And I had, I was shaved and everything was dialed in. I was all trimmed up. And I just stopped at that moment. It just became my COVID. And then I got braces. And I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to have braces, I'm going to just roll this mullet. And then I got this, these sunglasses from Pit Viper. And it just, I'm like, well, I'm just going to do this. And I didn't realize how big it is. And then I got this mullet championship I'm probably going to dive into next summer. And it's like, what it's, a, it's just, it's like, taking on its own thing. What is a mullet championship? The, well, that, I learned about a U.S. mullet no, championship. I'm diving in. I don't know what it is, but I'm having it. I'm in. Well, listen, man, I'm jealous, basically. That's why I bring it up. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't attack you, okay? No, you're, that's not attack. You're a legend in this sport. Well, no, let I love me, you. I can have this conversation. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm a bald man. I Look get it. It it's makes jealous. people angry when I start it, whipping this around. It pisses them off. You can, I couldn't get a mullet if I wish I... I wish I could get a mullet. I hear you. You can First go a long beard. I would, I would look. I would look like a little fucking hedgehog. I would. Not, <laughs> I wouldn't look good with a mullet. A mullet would not look good on me. I you understand, know? but I had to let it grow, and it just—it's taking a mind of its own. Hey. And I'll just wait. They say, "Well, how long are you going to keep it? At least until the braces." I mean, look at me, Matt. I got a face for radio. I'm trying to fix up my teeth. You know, I'm letting the hair grow. It's luxurious. It whips back there, and so I'll take it all off once the braces come off. Yeah, if they, listen, I, I everybody style. <laughs> it's it, you. Can you make that work? I I would look like a chia. You know what a chia pet is? That's something. One hundred percent. I can't. My hair's like it's done. It's done. Does it's it not, nothing it, around? Do you get anything around the edges? No. Well, if it grows out, it's just it, the hairline's like over here. So you get more in the middle, and it just doesn't. I like this is what I like. I like smooth. Like I can go squeak. I get my it. So nice. And then now. I never looked good when I was younger with a smoother baby face, but now where I'm young, older and rugged, look at the facial hair. I like that. I you like, like that. The stubble. All right, listen. Enough about my, my bald head and your mullet. I like I it, though. I tell you, Jens, I went to Comic-Con over the weekend. I want to hear this. And now, listen, what a good time. I never went to one before. We got some... I got this big, fluffy, it looked like a Santa fucking, what do they call those things? A, 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 a wooby? Not a wooby. What do you wear? What do you wear like a fucking, it's just like a wool thing and it's like a, it's like a hood attached to it. I don't know what you call it, but it looks so comfortable. And I want like a big old robe? It's like a robe, but not a robe. It's like a fucking one piece hoodie thing and it's, it goes down to you like your knees. <laughs> Listen, but it's stalled. <laughs> it only had one left and I go, it was on the map. And I go, I'll take that. And anyway, and then we got, you know, my kids got some different comics and I, I it was, it was a great experience. Were now, you a fan of comics? Oh, a hundred percent. I love it. 
daughters love it. My three daughters love it. So me, my three daughters, my wife, right? My daughters are 13, 11, and 9. And they love it because they, they grew up on this stuff, you know, from the Marvel movies to the comic books. They love it. It's good. It teaches good morals to comics, you know? So we're in and this place like Geek Heaven, you know? It, it's so funny because you get all these nerds dressed up. And there's nothing wrong with it. My kids dress up. It's, it's kind of cool. You know, nobody really judges you. But like... I don't know. You got people with their asses out. They probably shouldn't have their asses out. <laughs> if a regular girl, a six with her ass out over there is a nine because other girls are like horrendous. And, but anyway, but the more of the point is it's a bunch of geeks and they're my people. I'm, they know when people know me, they know I like that kind of stuff. So it's nice where, you know, I seen a, a bunch of uh, fans there and stuff and, and they were nice. Like my kids were taking a head count to the people taking pictures. They were nice. And everybody's nice to me. So now keep in mind that where I'm with my family and it, it all in all, it ended up being around 18 people, which is nice. It's not too much but throughout seven hours. My kids right. were doing a head, you know, but each one was nicer than the next gens. You know that when you meet your fans, they're very nice. nice. Yep. So I, it was and then with my family, my kids get this. It's nice. Everybody's nice. So now picture that. Now I'm sitting and it's very crowded with my, my middle and my youngest while my wife went to get coffee with my oldest. And we're in the downstairs of the Javits Center in Manhattan at this Comic-Con. And it's very crowded, but we found a little place to sit. And now net, over here, there's a guy in the, in the cosplay, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he's dressed like Damon Targaryen, right? He's dressed like a, a Game of Thrones guy. 100%. And he's eating chicken nuggets, and he's talking to some. <laughs> he's talking to some guy that looked like the guy might be into him. The guy, a little gay guy, but it's, it's whatever you're into, you know. They were talking, and now some nerd comes over. This little chubby nerd goes, "Oh man!" He goes, "That's an awesome outfit. Can I have a picture?" The guy looks at him. The guy looks at him. The target. He goes, "I'm eating," and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." He goes, oh. you know, he, he was being a smug, a smug mother effer, and I'm like. Dude, you're not really, you know, you're not, you're not really an actor or Damon Targaryen, right? You know, this is basically Halloween for you, motherfucker. And yeah. that puts a picture and you're eating a fucking chicken nugget. Why don't you put the nugget down, you fuck, and take a picture with this guy? Right that's or wrong? It. No, that's 100%. I will drop that food in a second. People are giving you their time. They what wanted the to go up and appreciate something. And you're going to just take a do on them. That's not good. That's horrible. It's stunning. And then my kids go, Daddy, you are so nice to when people. I go, look, girls, it's one thing if you're having your meal at, at dinner and people come up and interrupt you when you're eating your dinner. That, that could be rude or something. This guy is eating a nugget standing up talking to some dude. It's not like, you know, it's like, hey, man, you take a picture, you fucking nerd. Why did you get dressed up for why? The whole idea, right? And then why put it's in so awesome. much detail? It's it. I've always, hey, the people, the fact that they're giving, they're taking their time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To come yeah. up to meet you and, you know, God, they, they wait in line sometimes to meet us and stuff. It, the right. last thing I'm going to say is no. You know, it's like, no way. The fa I mean, it's, it's a gift that people want to give you their time. I can't believe Mr. Targaryen went like that. I'd have went over there. Might have had to grab a nugget. Well, you can't have any more of those Local, you got to stay the public. I, told, I can't I told believe you'd be like the public defender, man. You no, no, no. <laughs> Listen, no. My thing is, I, I told my kids, I go, I feel like pulling that guy's wiggle off. They were laughing. But they know that's not the way, you know. There's a time, you know, there's a time and a place, but that is the time and the place. You're dressed up like a fucking, a cosplay fucking uh, Targaryen in armor. 
and you, you're not going to think a guy's going to want to take a picture with you. That's what you did. What are you doing it for? percent. Everybody should be nice. All right, but I got a question for you. Speaking of yeah. though, so Go speaking ahead. of kids, yes, so I want to ask you. So your um, your daughter's doing jujitsu. Yes, at, at your spot. How's that? How is it coaching? And I'll tell you why. Because my son started wrestling. How yeah. is it coaching the juniors? Your, your kids. You know, it's so funny that you ask that because I never in my whole, I've been teaching jujitsu since I'm, I'm 48 now. So I've been teaching since I'm like 21, you know, and I had a school since I'm 26. So I never, I jump in here and there in the kids class to teach, but I always had that covered with other people. I didn't yeah. want to, I had no patience with a lot of the little kids and, and whatnot. But now that I have kids, I've never taught so many more kids classes in my life. Okay. Because I like to get my kids personally. It's a little, hey, it's a little selfish, but I like to get my kids. I want to make sure they're getting brought up right. And I and it's a good bonding thing. And uh, I love that they're training. And they love to train. This morning with uh, Sensei Mikey, Queen Jitsu, this kid's great. Uh, he, I had him do a... Um, Columbus Day, you know, kids were off of school. He did like a little seminar this morning. You know, we had uh, like 18 kids there. It's nice. It's uh-huh. nice. And and it's it's fun watching them like pull it off. The thing is where I'm lucky as far as coaching my kids is that they want to do it. They actually, okay. they didn't want to do it. I see other parents were like, they're like, come on. And they're trying to like, it's like pulling teeth. It's not like that. And my kids socially, they, they love the training. So that's, I'm lucky with that. And I, know I love that. Uh, well, that was the thing. Cause I was always worried about it being daddy being an asshole, right? You know, and that's because you get a little intense and stuff. And my son said, "Hey, I'm going to start wrestling." I was woo, but then with COVID, I wasn't allowed to go watch any of the practices. Right when he did his first junior high, and like I said, we had the situation where he he was doing fine, and then he got to go up against those club kids, Matt, the ones that have been wrestling all year round, yeah. and the club kids got him. He started getting pinned left and right in this tournament, but he and I, and it was one of those things where it dawned on me really quick it's like look i go i'll make you a promise i said from this day forward i'm gonna i'm gonna step in and i'm gonna help a little bit and i'll put you in these gym you know in a different in this gym with these coaches and if this yeah. is something you want to do this will all be a memory you know come next year we're getting up to that next year will be in november so it's oh, been it has good. been a lot of fun watch him I, i'll give him this he this whole time though matt he's just been training he hasn't competed since his junior high season it's all just been practice 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 against you know i went and found him a good gym and i stay out of it though see i don't coach i just sit there and watch practice they got good well, coaches but then i write notes well, my thing is this. I, I have uh, my my one of my students, Mikey. Um, you know, he, he teaches the kids class. Like I, I have him. Have, that's his gig. But yeah. I'm there teaching usually at least three of them a week because my kids are in there. So, okay. you know, it's it, my other kid. You know, my my and my two oldest. They go to dance. I'm not teaching them to dance. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> the one of the few things that I. I'm really not Jens. I'm telling you, there's so much more I'm not good at than what I'm good at. And what yeah. and what I in life is with my kids and with everything else, they're always, I never worry about them, which any one of them, because they'll utilize, they'll play to their strengths. Me, I'm silly and I know how to fight and, 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 and I know jujitsu. And I did that to the fullest where I could have fun and make a living like this and still, I don't know how to fucking, I can't hang a fucking, I can't, fucking hang a picture I'll, it'll be crooked but <laughs> and fucking take the back and pass a guard and take a limb off so 
you know, you play to your strengths. So hundred percent. Boy, teaching them because it's one of the few times I can sound really smart. <laughs> I, I get well. That's it. I break down twenty minutes, so we do twenty minutes before he goes to practice, and I'll yeah. take mental notes on there because I'm more about. Maybe you can get like. You know, the coaches, they teach moves, but I'm more about just kind of the pushing, the pulling, the leverage behind things and why, you know, the setups. I want the setups and the setups. Like everybody's teaching the single leg, but let's get these setups to why, you know, how are you going to get to that single leg? Or I'm sure in jujitsu, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some things where you're breaking, the way you break things down, how you control all the variables. And then when you hit that final submission, it's it's game over. And that's kind of what I'm doing with Carson. There's a lot of pushing and pulling and kind of understanding snap the head because you want it to pop up it pops up you shoot underneath you know what i mean so i teach him all these little things but he's he's fast tracking pretty quick and it's i'll tell you what it's going to be tough this year watching co- competition time i i yeah uh, it's daddy has a whew, you know fighting <laughs> man and how old is he hot 13 13 yeah, this. 13 i like i told her and uh my 11 year old and my youngest if they might want to start doing some tournaments which they expressed interest in i go look i go now that we changed up your dance schedule and you're at the school more taking legit classes not just messing around with me now you're there more often and uh i'll say by spring summer i'll put you in a, a local tournament all right, but you got to put the time in. I'm not just throwing you in just so you go in and have a bad experience. You want to have a bad, good or bad, you're putting the work in. We're going to have a good time getting ready for it. And then, you know, it's good, but they want to. It's something, and they've been competing dance and stuff so they're used to that kind of stuff so it's fun it's a circle of life jens you understand i love it well i do i love it and that was the thing when he first he surprised me by wanting to wrestle the first time so now when after that season ended i was like all right now we're just going to spend a whole year of training so I'm, I'm pretty excited i'm sure though on the emotional side of it just cornering your own fighters is tough but cornering the fam that's going to be I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to be the yelling dad. I can't, I've never ever wanted to be the yelling dad or anything like that, but it's, but inside it's kind of like, there's just personal. I'll feel like, man, I, okay. I want to try to protect you. There's like, man, I'm your, you know, you're my, you're my baby boy. I got I want to, I don't want you to be sad, but damn it. Why did you choose this sport? But now that you did, we got to. <laughs> Anytime it's a combat sport, you know, the great, you know, the risk and the reward, you know, the, uh, the great highs and the, and the lows. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. As long as they're prepared, who better to have their back? My yes. wife, a month ago, my wife just recently had her third and possibly last amateur kickboxing match. And she won. She won. Wait, her third. wait, wait. Really? And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on my Instagram. You can see it. Uh, I, I cornered her for the third time. And she fought here in Long Island. Before that, she fought in Brooklyn and then Manhattan. But uh, And she fought a young girl. She was to fight a young, older girl, 34. My wife's 39 now. Uh, she fought a girl, 23. And she wow. beat her. And she beat wow. her well. And before that, she fought a 24-year-old girl. So, you know, she fought in front of my kids. I cornered her uh, along with her coach, Carol Palumbo. So... You know, as far as when you're talking about cornering your family, trust me, man, I get it. But who better to have their back? You know, 100%. that's it. And on that note, my friend, what do you want to plug? This is all, dude, that's an hour like that. It goes between me getting on air, which took 20 minutes, <laughs> and off that hijinks. Listen, but we got it done. We got, we got it done. You the man. James, I always like catching up with you. And uh, 
I want to know where can people find your Twitch and everything else? Plug some stuff, please. Well, the big thing is I'll be on here in a couple of hours, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be watching. We'll be on the official UFC Twitch page watching Ooh. fights and breaking things down. Now, here comes the best one. Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, we'll be finishing up the rest of season one of The Ultimate Fighter. I'm going through every Ultimate Fighter. I believe you have Wait. a season. I know I have a season. But Wait. Tuesday, 6 p.m., we started with season one. I'm going through every one of them on the stream. When, my friend, when? 6 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday. It, we call it Tough Tuesday, and we'll be going through. You got to be a guest. When, when we get to your season, so we, I want to, I got to get, you got to come in. You got to pop. You got to. Or. Yeah, you got to come in. I don't want to deal with that whole debacle with Hughes. And it was a little negative. I had a kid on there. I knew that's a little negative. But season four was glory and redemption. That was, yeah. So that's what I mean is I want to get in there and wrap with y'all because I got season five and we'll, you know, in there with that. But so that's there. And then um, Friday, we're watching fights and fighters fighting and Saturday's fights. Saturday, we do the watch along. And yeah, I mean, you can all make sure you check it out. 6 p.m. Eastern. You want me doing that season four? You hit me up. I don't know when you're going to get there if you're doing it every Tuesday by the time you go through all the seasons, but I'll be here, buddy. You know I'm, 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 I'm coming after you. I'm, yeah, right. I got to have you. And I want to thank you for being the, co the co-host. Always. So being unprofessional people getting on this fucking thing. <laughs> but I think you know that of me. It's always a blast rapping with you, my friend, and I appreciate you giving me the call every time. You know I'll never say no, so I appreciate awesome. you. That's the right, legend. Thank you. Over. All right, everybody. Be good. See Goodbye, you. everyone. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.